Hey, Brian. Hey, Marty. How's it going, man? Excellent. I'm doing well. Episode two. It's a streak. <laughs> so we're going to call the episode episode number two, the one where we start a streak. I guess you could have a streak. When, when, is, officially, when is it officially a streak? Three. Three is a streak? Okay, so that'll have to be next episode. I guess the one will have to be the, the episode where we talk about proven models. And uh, before we do that, I'm going to uh, do a, a double shout-out on that. Uh, shout-out first. We're uh, totally biting the, uh, at least for the first one, biting the episode format, title app, title format for the Isle of Marketing podcast. Dean Jackson and Joe Polish, amazing. We're also kind of bottled, uh, in terms of like models. Uh, two dudes chatting about door-to-door sales versus two dudes chatting about marketing. Um, so we're kind of, uh, we're modeling, we're modeling that and uh, we're going to be talking about the, some of the proven door-to-door models that uh, that we've experienced. And so it's like a multiple layers of meta and models um, today for this one. All right. Sounds complicated. Yeah. Hey, well, you know me. I like to make things way more complicated than it should be. <laughs> Which is why I refuse to cut the uh, cut all the, the seven minutes of garbage out of episode one because you need to like not do that. I need to do that less. Um, do that less. So if you made it through that and listened to all that while well, you're you're a champ or extremely bored, um, either way, I applaud you. <laughs> Seven minutes. I can't believe it took us seven minutes. That's it took wild. Us seven minutes. That could be like a whole. That could be a whole. Episode. Could be a whole episode. So here, here's how you connect Bluetooth and speaker stuff to your phone. But at least we got to work it now. Um. So I figure, um, let's try dive right in. It's like, well, why do we? Why do we like to do door to door stuff? It number one is because it works and it is proven and you can. Uh, it's almost. It's almost foolproof. I mean, obviously, you got to have like some level of ability to communicate um at least especially if you're doing like just pure lead generation as opposed to um uh, doing the one one call closes as you were talking about in the in the last uh it's it's all but it's it's almost mechanical um once you really and once you get good at it and like street if you have a streak one way you're gonna have a streak another way like I've gotten like six leads in an hour and then I'm like, I knew and it all invariably, invariably swings the other way. Uh, and I've also had times where it's like, we'll talk about the, the painting model here in a bit, but uh, like, no, 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 no. And right when it was hit like nine, it's like, well, okay, well, we'll just start at the top of painting. Painting is basically a one in 10 model. Talk to 10 people. One of them, you're going to get a, a lead for uh, somebody. One of those 10 people is going to want a paint job and want, want to get a free quote from you. From you. Um, and how many times would be like the first nine people I spoke to said no. And then the, the 10th person on the dot said yes. And then another nine knows. It, 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 I don't know. It's happened all the time. But yes, how do, how do we want to start this off? I'm, on, I'm in ramble mode interesting you say leads i think i think one thing i don't know if it's on the topic of of, of today but one thing uh that always comes up is uh lead you know you talk a lot about leads and you know when you're when you're doing door-to-door or any type of lead generation i think 
it's it's really important to distinguish or differentiate between a lead and an appointment set and an appointment held right so some some, some people collapse those all three of those into one right? right so like you're using the example of you know painting door to door talk to 10 people uh, get one lead um, a lot of times they'll hear people refer to that and they'll count those leads as an appointment, right? So they'll say, oh, 10 leads and every 10, 10 uh, leads turns into, you know, three sales or five sales or whatever the conversion rate is. Um, but they don't differentiate. It's almost like they say a lead is an appointment set and an appointment held. So the reason, the reason it's important to break it apart is um, those, those numbers are different, right? Especially if you, if you're getting into breaking up your sales team into different mm -hmm. roles, right? So sometimes, you know, you may have a door knocker who's your lead generator, um, who's going to, you know, talk to 10 people on average and, and get one lead for a, a, an estimate for, for a painting job in this case. Um, and then those leads may be followed up with, uh, you know, an inside salesperson or, uh, you know, a lead follow-up person, SDR, whatever you want to call them. Um, and then, you know, out of those 10, they may, they may only reach eight of them. Yep. Right. Um, and then maybe the conversion rate there is one out of 10. So they got to, you know, talk to 80 to book eight appointments. And then there's the, you know, what is the appointment set to appointment held? Maybe you set 10 appointments and only seven of them stick. Right. I mean, there's software out there for a lot of these industries that do this at a high level that actually account for the, the variation between appointments set and appointment mm -hmm. held. Right. So, um, well, that's good. Yeah. I think that and, is pretty much in terms of like how many how many doors knocked or how many hours equals how many doors knocked equals how many people spoken to equals how many leads equals how many um uh, uh how many appointments held or how many appointments set how many appointments held how many sales uh immediate relatively immediate sales let's say first 90 minutes uh first 90 day um, sales ratio, ideally within the first couple of weeks, and then uh, versus follow up afterwards. Um, yeah, or you can break that sales up into two, right? How many how many were closed on the spot on the appointment, and then how many were closed within ninety days of that appointment? Yeah, right. right and um, how many are closed? Yeah, you can do on the spot ninety days within the first ninety days after ninety days, and with the first two years. I mean, my uh, my yeah. largest uh, sale ever was on uh on a lark on a follow-up call six months later and it was like sixty sixty six thousand dollars is this lark a sales terminology or a painting terminology no it's like lark meaning like a joke on okay. a lark. no never yeah, heard yeah, that yeah. before i'm not british, i hope i got no. that right a british thing on a lark i think it is i'm gonna google that on a lark just to make sure i'm not insane yeah. Okay. On a, you know, yeah, uh, spur of the moment, something that's done spontaneously and for fun. Yeah, it's a thing. Good. I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I wonder if this person's a thing. And then apparently, I was the only one who followed up. So that's a different, a different lesson that we're gonna we're gonna talk about. But you got to fill the pipe first before you before your follow up system works. You have the most perfect follow up system, but you have if you have no leads in the first place, it doesn't matter. So, um. So yeah, models. Proven models. Tell me about. Uh, talk about the your. Give us an example of a proven model that you know. Yeah. Well. Well. Before we get into that, I think there's one thing that's really, really important when we talk about, you know, especially door to door. Um, we talked about lead, to appointment set, to appointment held, 
to to sale. There's one thing before the lead. When you're talking to a, a, a consumer at the door, um, can we? Okay, I'm, we're going to have this conversation another time. Can we say people and not consumer? <laughs> can, can we just can we just like kill that right now and just talk about people? Well, 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 yeah, yeah. We we certainly can, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, I like prospect or consumer. I know you like to humanize it, and they are human. The challenge is with people. Is I had a guy once. Um, on my real estate team and we would go door to door to generate, uh, generate leads and generate contacts. And we, <laughs> he, he considered a contact, you know, a person that you got their contact information. Right. And his definition of a person was a human mm-hmm. being. Right. Um, my definition of a contact or a lead is, an actual prospect, an actual consumer who can buy what you're selling. His was, hey, this is a human who has a name and an email address and maybe a phone number. So I don't care if they're 12 years old. If they're going to give me their email, I'm going to sell to them one day, which is like a really like leap years ahead, maybe thinking, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you know, position yourself, but really like, you know, we're not going out door to door to talk to to children to get their their contact info to market to. Well, that seems Um, like a bit of an extreme differentiator it, it is an extreme <laughs> and, I, and i know there's probably you know very few people on the planet who would interpret person as you like to say to, to mean like you know a non-prospect or a non-consumer <laughs> a but, minor but yeah i'll try I'll, I'll 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 try to do my best to use the word person uh when talking to you but uh, all right well yeah, it's gonna be one, how, of the, how... one of the the, the fun the fun thing i mean we're, we're gonna get into this debate i'm sure in another, we're not it's not even really a debate it's more of just a discussion I mean, I mean, there's another thing, I mean, on that, I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but like, you know, sometimes door to door, you'll get, you'll get a person who actually is a, a consumer and a potential prospect, but they actually don't live at that home. Right. So it could be a nanny or it could mm. be a, you know, a housekeeper, um, or it could be a visitor, an in-law. And, you know, my, my old way of thinking was, oh, if they're not the homeowner here, you know, I don't want them because I don't want to tag their contact information to this address in my software. Um, but, you know, some people would be like, "Hey, this is a potential consumer. Let's let's put them in the in the database. Let's get their actual address, which is actually good, mm-hmm. right?" Um, um, so, you know, yeah. But okay, we'll use person. I'll I'll try my best to, to use your language. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I worked at a company. I worked at a company once where um, <laughs> the uh, the director of marketplace operations he referred to our staff as resources <laughs> and. Um, so I think I think that's kind of like you know hammering yeah. po- the, your point home is like hey we're dealing with people here let's humanize it's this fun. It's about, right? it's about like doing cool stuff with people it's not about I mean obviously we got to make the math work and we got to like pay our own bills and we got to like you know but we got to do stuff with people and like you know make their lives presumably better in some in some way in order to be able to exist and make our own lives better it's kind of how it's kind of how the whole system works um so yeah i mean we'll, we'll we'll have a conversation about nba assholes and asshole language and language in general i'm sure all the time be an be a recurring theme um uh well i mean we talk about scripts and stuff that's gonna be for a different day but um let's talk about models yeah so 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 back to the the thing i was, I was saying is nobody is talking about this contacts contacts at the door mm-hmm. right um so before you get a lead, you're actually talking to a yep, person. Thank you. And and um, 
that person, most salespeople, or you know, if it's a if it's an SDR or a door knocker or whatever, in this case, th- their goal is to get a lead. And most businesses in most industries who do go door to door and who do it in a very uh, at a very high level, they're either looking for leads or sales. Mm-hmm. And almost nobody nobody I've seen out there is actually looking for contacts. And they're really really missing the boat. It drove me nuts years ago. Um, you know, as a, as a salesperson and training salespeople in the vacuum cleaner business where we would knock on doors and, you know, you'd be back to the same area the next year or, or, you know, whatever. Sometimes you're, you're, sometimes you're the third, fourth time on the same street. It gets very difficult mentally to knock on the same doors with the same door approach, knowing that you've been there two or three times before and you don't remember any of these people because you didn't like gather any of their contact information so you go through your your pitch and it's like somebody might remember you and they're like hey yeah you oh it's you again um so you know for years ago i started to develop the concept of like hey i want to gather these people's contact information so next time i'm in this neighborhood next time i'm in this street whether it's just door knocking or whether i'm on an appointment or visiting a, a customer um if I, I i can you know go into my into my database, whether it's paper or whether it's software, and I can realize, check out who do I know on this street? Who did I have a conversation with before last time I was here? What do I know about them? Uh, are they ready? So contacts are really critical. Um, when we build sales teams today, um, you know, s- some industries, we can gather over 50% contact ratio. So of, of the people we speak with at the door, um, but, 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 we, we, As you say, yeah. Marty, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's actually less work, and it's actually more effective at generating leads and sales today than if you don't attempt to get their contact. So what I mean by that is, um, it, it's less work because if your goal is to not get their contact information, um then your goal is either to get a lead or get a sale. And typically what happens with a salesperson when their mindset is, is, hey, I want to I want to turn this person at the door I'm talking to into a lead for the future or a sale. Um, they go on to these into these rambling conversations that could last, you know, minutes like tw- 10, 12, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. I used to be guilty of this too. I can remember sometimes I'd be talking to people on the doorstep for 45 minutes. Sometimes I go in for tea <laughs> thinking, Hey, I'm building rapport. I'm building relationships and whatever. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you have a, an effective, you know, you talk about models, if you have an effective method to follow that is designed to first capture the person's contact information, right and then try to turn it into a lead and a sale, you're going to have a much more concise um, approach. The dialogue is going to be uh, a lot tighter. Uh, it's going to be a lot better experience for the for the customer or the, the potential customer, the person you're talking to, because it's going to be a quicker conversation. It takes less time. They don't want to talk to you for 40 minutes, 45 minutes on their doorstep. And if they do, there's probably a good chance that, you know, they don't, they don't want to buy anything. They've, they've got too much time on their hands. <laughs> so you, you, it takes you less time. You get the contact, and then the second part of that that I mentioned is it actually turns into more leads and uh, sales for the now. What we found is that over half of all the leads we generate at the door come after we get the contact information of the person we're speaking to. 
So what, what that means is I'm talking to a person at the door. I tell them who I am, what I'm doing, what company I'm with. And they say, no, I'm not interested. Um, then I explain a little bit more. They say, oh, I'm not really interested right now. Then we say, you know, uh, you know, would you consider us in the future? Yes. You capture their contact information, name, phone number, email. And this magical thing happens after they give you their contact information and they, they become more open to having uh, a conversation and you're more likely to get a lead in the now or a sale in the now, because when you knock on somebody's door, okay, I'm going to, their need to, you're going to have to make a, a, a decision because we're about to make a left-hand turn into scripting and whether we want to, yeah. do we want to do the left-hand turn into scripting or do we want to go, just go back no. to back? To no, 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 we don't have to, we, no, we, we don't have to go into scripting. Just, just to finish okay. the point is we're definitely you get, getting, you get the con- talk about scripting in another episode for sure. hundred percent. Just saying, All just right. saying, I, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. saying, saying yeah, that to sure. the, the, the listener out there, you probably already listened to it if you're on episode two, but uh, we're going to talk. If you, it. if you, if you, um, as a preamble to that, if, if you want to insist on the word person, Brian, can we insist on, um, <laughs> instead, instead of using the word scripting, can, can we use the terminology dialogue sure. or predetermined, predetermined dialogue? Because there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot, a lot of resistance in sales to following scripts. There's yeah, a lot of, fair. there's two different philosophies on that. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a really good, so yeah, I'm, we, I'm we okay with that. do something on that. You can call me out on um, that if I if I screw that up. <laughs> um, no, I mean I'll call it a script too. But there's there's a lot of people who don't understand really how to effectively use. You the know, what? I I think script um, is to uh, script is to dialogue as consumers to persons. So I I can adopt dialogue yeah. pretty quick. I'm okay with that. I'm not quite sure where I lost you, but I was I think I was saying. Um, uh, script script is to dialogue as uh, consumer is to person so I can in terms of like it's distance and uh, dehumanization and whatnot so I can adopt the dial I'm fine with adopting dialogue <laughs> and, using, and using that as our terminology yeah so 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 to finish the point before we get into the models on um, on contacts over half of the, the leads and sales generated are generated after you get the contact information so um, which which kind of leads into into you know a model you when you ask about what's a proven model sometimes people use the word model and systems interchangeably sometimes people use them different so specifically what do you want to get into on models uh doors per hour equals how many doors per hour equals how many leads equals how many uh appointments set equals how many appointments done equals like the actual math of it the provenness of it oh yeah this is this is a really good point brian so so here's one thing that I hear all the time with these companies who have like a really strong door-to-door sales program in place is that they only knock on doors in the evenings. And they'll say, oh, we only knock on the doors on evenings because that's when people are home. Um, and you see this with individual salespeople as well. They'll say, oh, I only make calls at night or I only knock on doors at night. Um, and here's, here's the reality, okay? Every city I've been to in North America building a sales team. On average, at the end of a reasonable period of time, during the day, daytime hours from uh, 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., you're going to average 23% of homeowners answering the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and at night, when you once you get past um, 
you know, six, six o'clock to 9 p.m., uh, if you average that out, you well, if you don't average it out, you can ramp it up to about 45%. So starting at 6 p.m., you're going to be in the mid-30s percent answering the door. And as you get closer to 8.30, uh, the sweet spot or the, or the most, the, the highest answer rate is between 8.30 and 9 p.m., which is mm-hmm. going to be about, about 45%. And most companies don't even knock that. The ones who knock at night don't even knock between 8.30 and 9 when, you know, the most people are home. They're saying, I'm only knocking at night because most people are home and they're missing that best half hour. But it is a very difficult half an hour to knock, especially certain times of the year with daylight. Um, but it is the most effective if you're trying to get a high, high answer rate. But the point I'm trying to make 8.30 here and 9? 8.30 to 9 p.m. is yeah. the a- absolute highest answer rate at the doors, yes. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But but the point I'm trying to make is if you look at even that that window, right? But you can't make, an, you can't make a living in half an hour worth of – well, depending, maybe there's some business you can. But half an hour of knocking to, like, to run a business, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even before that, you might have, you know, 40% between 8 and 8.30. You might have 36% between 7.30 and 8. Anyway, it ramps up from the, the low right. ramps up to 45. But the point I'm trying to make is this. If you look at just the best answer rate at night, which is 45%, and the average of the daytime, which is 23%, it's almost double. So mm-hmm. on the surface, it appears like most salespeople and most companies are right when they make the decision to only knock on doors in the evening because you have tw- literally twice as many homeowners answering the door. Um, mm-hmm. What we found, though, is quite interesting. If you're following an effective uh, system with your with your dialogue at the door, is that your let, let, let's let's use home improvements for example right you want to talk about proven models in in the home improvement home renovations you're knocking on doors and you follow a proven system and a proven dialogue you're going to um be able to speak with 10 people 10 homeowners per hour and i differentiate between people and homeowners um because there's going to be a certain percentage of renters um Mm-hmm. You can speak with 10 homeowners per hour during the day, and you're going to average 12 at night. Um, so even though your your answer rate at the door is almost double in the later evening, um, on average over time, it's only going to be about 20% more spoken with rate. And the reason for... Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, let, let's, let's speak to that. I, I, go on. Tell me about that. The, that the, the, the reason for that is... If you look at home improvements, um, in, in most neighborhoods, let's say you have a standard residential neighborhood with like a 35-foot lot frontage, you're going to average one minute between doors where there's no answer. So um, it's going to be one minute, one minute, one minute if you have three doors in a row where there's no answer. Then for all your not interested with the home improvement uh, dialogue that you're using at the door, it's going to be two minutes. If you talk to somebody and they're not interested. And then if you get a contact, it's going to be three minutes. And if you get a lead, it's going to be four minutes. So when you when you look at those minutes and if you put them on a spreadsheet, you'll see that at, at nighttime when you're talking to many more people quicker, um, you're having these two and three and four minute conversations um, mm-hmm. and, and less of the one minute uh, no answers. So uh, your hour runs out. Your, your 60 minutes runs out after uh, talking to 12 people. Um, and with the 12 people, you're going to have a 50, 50% contact rate, let's say for home renovations, it's going to be, it's going to be the standard. Um, so you're going to have um, six. So what's that? What, just so people know, what's a 50% contact rate? What does that mean? So you, you spoke with 12 homeowners and six of them, 50, mm-hmm. 50% of them, 
six of them gave you their contact information, name, phone number, right. email, and and you're going to have uh, about a 26% lead rate. So uh, is that is that total spoken with, or is that per contact? Uh, of total spoken with. So so you talk <clears throat> you talk to 12 people, you'll have six uh, contacts, and three of those contacts will be leads. Um, right. So um, how are you defining lead? Uh, somebody who wants to do business within the next night. Who somebody wants to buy what you're selling within the next 90 days and is ready for an appointment now. Hmm. Sorry, let, let me let me rephrase that. In home home improvements, somebody who wants to have the work done within the next ninety days is ready to for an appointment now. Um, so, meaning, you know, let, let let's say it's uh, you're you're in the you know uh, northern part of the U.S. or in Canada, and it's winter and there's snow, and it's February, and they say, oh yes, I want some work done, whatever it is, you know painting, remodeling, what, whatever. It doesn't matter what the job is, new kitchen, basement. Um, but they say, I want to wait till the spring, right? Well, you're, you're in February, March, April, May, three months is the spring. Um, mm. Now you may be booked out till the spring anyway. So it, it's perfectly valid to call that a lead because they want the work done in the spring. They're not saying they necessarily want to make a decision in the spring. They're saying that they want to get the work done in the spring. So, so you get, you, you book the appointment for now, you do the appointment and with the proper sales approach and the, you know, proper consult consultative approach, you can close the sale now and put them into your production schedule for, you know, first thing in the spring. Right. Um, I mean, you can get into the sales dialogue around that, you know, but you know, how do you, how do you, if they say spring, then you say to them, you know, when you say spring, Mrs. Jones, do you mean that you want to have the work done in the spring or that you want to um, make a decision in the spring and then have it done later? Um, and then if mm -hmm. they say, depending on how, how deeply you want to qualify, right? If they say, oh, no, 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 I'm just going to start thinking about it in the spring and getting estimates, but really I'm not going to be ready till August. Well, then maybe that's not a lead for right now, right? Maybe, right. You, want, maybe you want to follow up with that and book an appointment later closer to the spring. Right. Got it. Okay. And that depends on your, your, your philosophy as a salesperson or as a business owner. Some people would definitely want to do that appointment anyway. Um, depending on the mm -hmm. capacity of your salespeople um, and depending on your, your, your sales philosophy, you may do that appointment anyway because you may want to be the first one in to make an impression and then mm -hmm. nurture them between then and the time. But then there's some companies that, that just won't want to do that because the salespeople just don't have the capacity to do appointments for people who are not ready to make a decision, right? Um, right. So they'd rather push that off, risk maybe not, not getting the appointment later, um, but you know they're busy enough with appointments for people who want to buy now. So mm -hmm. back, to, back to the conversion rates, you know, um, you talk to 12 people, six of them are going to say no. Um, now, now this is on average of your whole sales team, right? You're going to have your, your top, your top salespeople who are going to get, you know, two thirds, they're going to get somewhere, you know, 63 to 68, 69% of the homeowners are going to get contacts. You're going to have some who are going to get a bit less than the mm -hmm. average, but it's, if you're doing it right in the way we teach it, you're going to get on average across your sales team consistently 50% of the homeowners, you're going to capture their contact information at the door. Um, mm -hmm. and then, and then 26% is going to be, uh, leads, uh, right. for 90 days for within 90 days. So what that means going back to the proven model is you want to know the numbers and going back to why is it that when twice as many people are home at night, you can only talk to 12 people. And you can talk to 10 during the day when half are there. It's because of these, you know, one minute, two minute, three minute, four minutes. If you look at it and you add it up, um, 
you know, you're talking to 12 people. Um, six of them say no. That took two minutes. Uh, we could go through all the details now, but if somebody just draws it out, they'll see. Um, and with a 45% answer rate, you know, if you talk to uh, 12, that means you probably knocked on whatever it is, 27 doors or whatever that number is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's, so there's a bunch of one minutes in there. Your 60 minutes run out. Um, whereas during the morning or the daytime, um, you have a lot more no answer, no answer, no answer. So you have a lot of one minutes at the doors, and then you get to your two minute, three minutes, four minutes, and it just works out through the, through just the way uh, the averages work out. That you're going to talk to ten people on average during the day and twelve at night. Right. Um, so you're almost you're almost talking to the same number of people, basically. Yeah, like eighty five percent. Yeah, and that's the point is that basically, you know, there's definitely value. If it, I mean, depending on the size of operation you're trying to run if you're if you only have three salespeople and you're just trying to book enough leads for them and they're only doing two appointments a day or three appointments a day you know maybe you don't want to run a door-to-door team you know all day and all night in which case it make more sense to just run it at night um mm-hmm. but if you're if you're trying to big uh, build a large-scale operation um then yeah definitely knock all the time um you can, well, you can def- well, if you're run- if you're running like a smaller team let's say it's just, you're just like Let's say like if you're the guy who's a one man, the one man op, um, or uh, you're the sales guy, and you need to generate leads, and you got like a small crew or something. Again, if we're talking like the construction business, it almost makes sense to get your guys going in the morning, knock on doors, generate leads, uh, and generate leads for the evening. Because it's like you, you do. It is ideal to have both parties there during the during uh, at least in the at least in the painting business, have both parties at the door. Um, or in the house, so you can build a relationship with both with both people and like demonstrate your competence to both the husband and the wife, uh, or, or both partners. If the uh, and and the chances of both of them being there in the evening are higher, so it would almost be better like knock during the day, sacrifice that. Was it? Oh uh, yeah, fifteen percent. And then do your sales calls in the evening. So this is a situation of like you have a one-off versus like a massive, massive organization. Yeah. So I mean, there's two there's two components to what you just said. The the one part is, you know, on an appointment you want you want all the decision makers there. Absolutely. Um, the other part I didn't quite catch is, are you saying if if your salesperson who's doing those appointments uh, is also the person who's doing the door knocking? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, or and is also the person who's like right, like so if 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 uh, if there is a um, like if you are a like a let's say a small contractor, yeah, so let's say a small painting company, it's like yeah. a crew of like three guys, yeah. and you're the guy who's who's running the crew, and you're the guy who's in charge of getting leads um, and generating the sales. Um, I mean, having somebody with you knocking on doors is always a really good idea. Uh, not only because you want to be generating leads when you, you when shit hits the fan and you got to um, uh, and you got to get back on the site and you got to solve some problems, um, but um, if it was just going to be just you uh, doing it in the morning, makes sense for evening for doing the actual like closing appointments, doing the actual estimates. Yes. I mean, I mean, you, you, you've said something quite profound there that like, that, that, that applies to other aspects of sales. So if, 
if a salesperson is handling the entire handling the entire sales cycle is basically what you're describing mm-hmm. they're 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 generating the lead at the door um they're doing the follow-up to book the appointment if they have to make follow-up calls and they're doing the appointments then yes their their core lead generation activity should be done in the morning um and their appointments should be done at night. Now, I mean, th- this goes back to, you know, what is your model? You want to talk about proven models. Um, what I was talking about was if, you know, these numbers, if you have a door knocker who's separate, the lead generator door knocker is separate from the salesperson, that's one proven model. Um, another method would be, you know, you just talked about, you know, if you're running a painting business and you want to have a door knocker with you, you know, there's definitely some businesses where you could, instead of having an entire door knocking crew, what you would who all work together you would have a, an individual door knocker with each salesperson so for example mm-hmm. in in the roofing business we have roofing salespeople who go on appointments all day sometimes they will do daytime appointments you know with um, retired couples who are home during the day and then they'll do the working couples at night so you'll have roofing salespeople who literally you know are going on two or three appointments during the day and then one at night mm-hmm. um, and if you put a door knocker in their truck with them and every appointment they go on, um, the roofing contractor typically, <clears throat> depending on their model, it might be a 30 to 45 minute appointment to do the initial estimate and measure of the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, their door knocker hops out and does a circle prospecting around um, and gathers contacts and leads that way. Um, so that that's another model that can be done. So mm. um, which which has you know some other there's some negatives and some positives to it. Um, but but going back to your point. If it's the same individual handling the full sales cycle, mm-hmm. um, yeah, do the door knocking in the morning. But you you do have another component, um, and we we experience this a lot in real estate because your real estate agents, um, you know, if they're not on a big team, if it's an individual, they are they are doing everything right. So whether they're door knocking or not, right. um, they they need to do everything. So generate the lead or or. Uh, deal with inbound leads they need to do follow-up calls so what we recommend there is that they do their calls first thing in the morning and then they do their door knocking in the afternoon and then they do their appointments in the evening so what are the the calls in the morning um so the calls in the morning would be a combination of um any inbound lead calls and then any uh outbound proactive prospecting calls so that would start with um the highest probability stuff um, anything proactive, not reactive. So in the morning, they're not going to be doing calls to follow up on past appointments to close. Um, they're just going to be doing proactive outbound lead generation. So first level would be inbound leads. If you had enough inbound leads, if you had you know 20 inbound leads every day, which most realtors don't, um, you would literally spend that call time in the morning calling back those inbound leads. That would be the first highest, highest level uh, conversion rate. The next level would be your active existing clients. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that would be your past clients, then your referrals, then your sphere of influence, friends, family, um, network, and then cold calling after that. Right. Or uh, between between your, your sphere of influence and your cold calling would be your database of perhaps, you know, people you've met that are not necessarily your network and not a cold call. Maybe it's somebody you met in your farm area. Maybe you door knock your farm area. So that would be the sequence or the order. That would be the model to follow. Um, and that would be your morning call session. So that could be anywhere from an hour to three hours. Uh, when I was a realtor, I did three hours every morning. And that would be the sequence I would follow, uh, call those those lead types or lead sources in that priority level. Right. And then and then after your morning call session, and the reason I say it's got to be proactive um, 
lead generation is what most salespeople will do if they're handling the whole sales cycle is they will fill that morning call time with follow-up calls to past appointments. Um, right. And what happens then is their Easy pipeline. Stuff. Yeah, and their pipeline's going to dry up, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then they're they're out of business. So, um, and their brain, your brain as a salesperson or as a small business owner, if you're you, you know you're a owner operator doing the sales, is going to want to do that easy stuff, and you're going to rationalize and justify it all day long, saying, "Well, why would I cold call, or why would I call this, or why would I call my network when I've got follow ups, you know, on appointments I did last week or last month?" Um, you're going to try to justify using that morning call time for that. And it's just not a good idea. All right. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. We're back at it. How's the, uh, how's the sound? I'm just charging up the phone because it was about to die. Sounds perfect. Wonderful. Crisp, crispy. Wonderful. Um, so I figured what we, was, um, I think we're at a pretty good point or at like 37 minutes or something, um, without all the, the BS. Uh, between the two, be- between the two little recordings, uh, sorry for a little like hiccups there in the middle of the conversation there, guys. Uh, but um, we'll edit, I'll try and edit as much of it as I can. But you're stuck with whatever you're listening to, obviously. Um, but let's. Um, uh, I figured we'd we'd talk about like finish up with one proven model and and like really lay it out. And then ways that we might even be able to like improve it now with modern technology, at least improve what at what at the end of the day everyone wants, which is sales for their business. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that a good way to wrap up? Yeah. And we can go into more more stuff as further episodes, of course, happen. Um. So let's talk. What do, you want, what do you want to talk? Construction, window cleaning, painting. Do we want to talk? Uh, uh, what was it the lawn aeration? Like, what do we want to talk? Uh, I don't think it matters. I, I think if you if you want to get into and you want to keep this short, if you want to get into how to leverage these these leads from door to door through marketing, we can we could say okay, you know, regardless of what your model is, regard you know, figure out what your conversion rates are. Um, you, you know, you know how many people you can speak with, you know, 10 people during the day, 12 at night. If you're not hitting that, then, um, you know, got to work on figuring out why. And then what are the conversion rates on your industry? Figure that out. Uh, and then the contacts is the key. So once you've got these contacts um, outside of the leads and sales you're getting in real time, you know, you've got their email, you've got their phone number. What do you do with them to, to leverage that information, to market to them, to generate future business? Um, yeah. If you want to touch on that. I mean, that's going to be an entire episode at least. We talked about all okay. systems. So let, let's just talk about like, let's just, uh, you know, I'm just going to go with the, uh, we're going to talk uh, the painting business. Let's talk about the, um, a lot of people know, uh, her college pro painters. Uh, it's a, system built upon rookies that don't know what they're doing and uh, hiring rookies every single year for decades. Um, uh, it's created, a, it is the largest painting company in the world. Uh, I think they do some like 200 plus million dollars a year in, in overall revenue. They go from like, I forget it was 40 or 60 staff to 6,000 back to 60 every single year. Um, and their 
model is really simple. It's like knock on 30 doors an hour, talk to 10. Um, one in 10 of those people is looking for uh, an appointment or looking for a paint job. And that's even without all the contact stuff. It's like, hey, are you looking for a paint job? Basically, is basically what, the, what the quote is. You get one in 10. And then uh, close one in three of those, or 75% of those appointments you get into. So what 75% of those leads try and need to get in to actually have an appointment. And then of those 75%, um, one in three should be closed. Now, there's obviously ways that all of those numbers can be improved, but that's sort of like the, the baseline level. So it's like 100 to 120 doors, you should be getting a job, average job size um, was 2,000. It's probably closer to 3,000 bucks right now just with inflation. So you're talking 30, basically 30, around between 20 and $30 per knock in revenue, in top end revenue in that business. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's with zero zero crazy follow-up on the back end not bad makes you wonder why you don't do it eh? <laughs> why, why guys don't do it and, and i'm speaking of myself um sometimes on that we're going to talk about the psychology door knocking for sure and cold calling in general but uh at some other point but um but yeah twenty dollars a door regardless of whether they open up or they yell at you or they, you know, come at you with a shotgun or they love you, you have tea with them for 45 minutes, whatever it is, uh, 20 bucks in top line revenue. Yeah. It's, uh, as I guess as a, as a small business owner or even as a salesperson, knowing that it's that predictable, right? Once, once, once you know that, it, it eliminates some of that, you know, mindset, the mindset issues around going door to door or, you know, the, the first one being, oh, nobody's home, nobody's answering. Oh, mm -hmm. and then, oh, nobody's turning into leads. Once you know the numbers, you're following your system and you're, you're, you're getting those conversion rates you're talking about and you break it down to that $20 or, or even a salesperson can break it down to their commission per door, mm -hmm. right? Um, I met a lady years and years ago who would have a, a pocket of pennies. And she said, you know, that she would, every door she knocked on, she would move a penny from one pocket to the other. I, don't, I forget what her number was. Let's, let's call it, you know, 50 doors a day she wanted to knock on. So she'd have like a pocket full of 50 pennies. And then she would, as each door she knocked on, she'd move them. So then she would know when she did her 50 doors. You know, there were no smartphones back then. And I guess she didn't want to use a clipboard and, and paper. Um, I thought that was interesting, you know. Um, but she, she you know, she knew that she had to do those 50 doors and she created a system to make sure she, she followed her, you know, followed the, the, the target targeted number. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure she knew, uh, this was just somebody I met casually, but I'm sure she knew, you know, how much money she made per door as well, you know, or she would have been able to e easily break it down. Yep. Um, I mean, on, on that note, I, I, I know you want to wrap up, but you know, when I was in real estate, uh, towards the end, I got down to, you know, you talk about $20 per door, I got it down to, you know, activity. Um, what is my hourly rate per activity? Mm -hmm. There's something like, you know, 178 tasks of a real estate agent or whatever that number is. Um, you know, the 
so, some tasks you know are fifteen dollar an hour tasks. Mm -hmm. So I knew that if I did this these type of tasks for this many hours, I'm making fifteen dollars per hour. I knew if I'm doing a fifty dollar an hour task, which is your you know typical uh, real estate agent, licensed real estate agent that anybody could do. Um, it's $50 an hour. The higher skill real estate agent stuff is a hundred. And then I had 200 and $400 an hour tasks. Um, so same concept that you're talking about where, you know, you know, as a, as a, as a painting operator that every door that your team knocks on is going to put uh, $20 revenue into your business. Um, as an individual real estate agent, I knew that I could track my time and know that, at the end of the week, how much money will be coming in in the future based on my activities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, these are really interesting things when salespeople really get to understand the value of their time and the types of tasks they're doing and the dollar per hour rate mm -hmm. uh, of those tasks, they can really start to figure out how to make more money quickly. And then they learn to delegate a lot quicker as well. But that's a whole other, a whole other topic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, definitely get into that. Yeah. I mean, and this is going to get into like a mindset episode as well. I'm, I'm writing down ideas for all these things. So, so we make sure that we touch on them. Um, so if you're listening, stay tuned or just uh, keep, keep listening. It'll pop up. Uh, but the uh, sort of to what you said in the, in episode one uh, about mindset is like when you're at the door and you know that it's really, it's, if they're rejecting you, it's often, it's, it's, a, it's your fault, but it's not about you. Um, and that, uh, the, the main, your main goal, like the, the, your main goal at the door, one of your primary goals is just to get into an actual conversation with a, another human being. And, and then you get re the real answer. Cause yeah, it's like a lot of times people are like kind of weirded out. They don't want you there. Um, but the, it, uh, the, all the skill in door knocking, or at least a large percentage of the skill in door knocking for, uh, for me is just making sure that we get the real answer, the truth from people. And you can't expect somebody to tell you the truth un unless they like, know, like, and trust you and being able to generate that level at a really quick time is where like a vast majority of the the skill in it law in in the uh in the job lies and in the task lies and um and if you layer in that a really good like wise dialogue that's you can build script plus like some present stuff and voice voice tonality and how to knock and we can talk about all these details um on another call but then you realize it's like when you realize it's not it's not about you. It's your fault, but it's not about you. Then, and you know that if you keep getting better, you can raise it from 20 bucks to like 30 bucks or $35, depending on what your, um, your industry is. And then you can just relax into it, knowing that it's going to, like money's going to come in, but you still have to like be focused. You still have to be mentally engaged. You can't be like mentally checked out doing it. Um, then, then yeah, it becomes a lot easier and you can be a lot more relaxed and you can be a lot more chill when somebody's like, I don't talk to somebody at the door. It's like, oh, that's great. You know, I don't want to, I don't want as a customer, somebody who's like paranoid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I mean, that, that's the other thing is, like, is it, it uh, that like looking back at it and comparing it to like web leads and stuff, it's like, 
your door-to-door sales is screening for social people, which is nice, kind of in an accidental way. So it makes it easier to discuss them, discuss things with them afterwards, as opposed to like, you know, somebody who doesn't want to leave leave their home and, but needs something, and so they go on the go online or whatever and call uh, the submit a web lead or something. Hey, so it's Brian here from Door to War Stories. We're having some problems with uh, technology for episode two in a different way than episode one, uh, having some connection problems, but I think that's as good a, a point to stop as any. Um, uh, yeah, if you like the podcast, like it, subscribe, um, send, send it to your friends, um, all the fun stuff. Uh, re- uh, really appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, you learned some cool stuff got some cool insights uh with regards to models and we're going to be going back to models is one of the uh the core concepts when it comes to sales generally but door knocking especially so we'll be touching on it uh more in future episodes so that was uh that was it the one where we start talking about models i think that's what this one is going to be called take care and uh here we on episode three